Welcome to the Chef of X podcast. What's good? What's good? It's the Chef of X solo dolo on the soapbox. Cleaner than soapbox. Um, I had a couple of new ideas today. Um, so, well, first of all, today's just going to be a monologue because uh, I, I didn't um, ask anyone to be a guest and I really need to test whether or not, um, I really want to test these levels, man. I've, I've been playing around with this microphone for a while and I found a cool spot outside, but it's just fucking every time it's too early in the day. There's too much, there's too much noise on the freeway, We're super close to the freeway. So, um, I listened to one of the older, uh, conversations and the sound was better than the one I had done with the, uh, newer setup. And I realized the only difference was that the other one was recorded at night. So I'm out here tonight. I, um, just waited between 10 and 1030 to see if I'd see anyone, um, and, uh, they wanted to get down with it, but, you know, wanted to record something. But I didn't, so I'm going to go solo dolo. And um, I'm just going to kind of rant about all the stuff I've been thinking about just today. And they're all chef-related things. So the first is figuring out, like I said, the sound for this microphone, what the procedure is going to be if I film outside or if I record outside. So right now what I'm guessing is going to be is recording something that everybody told me to do but I just didn't do recording the dead noise for a really long time um, I have like eight minutes of just quiet freeway in the background noise and then uh, doing a noise reduction before I level it um, uh, also setting up the microphone so it's kind of uh, it's kind of I don't know I guess it's closer to an interview where it's it's such that each of the two um, AB microphones are pointed at the guests. I don't know if that's actually going to make a difference, but it, it basically just looks like the microphone is standing up, but it's leaning over a little bit to one side, so the gooseneck isn't being used to elevate it, but it is being used to just kind of hover it over the table and give it a specific angle. Um, for the podcast in general, I realize that I don't always have a set a set of topics that I want to talk about. Um, now that's okay if if whoever my guest is is going to chime in with something reasonable wherever we go with the conversation but I'm slowly but surely realizing that's not the case for everyone so what I might do is I'll is start off with a list of topics and I was thinking of doing this for a really long time but it's just today that I realized I should use my just my notes for from the day and riff off of those if there's anything interesting because a really long time ago I made it a point to make notes of the things that excite me um, during the day, and I've been doing that for a while. I mean, I don't even know how far this thing scrolls, but if I quickly scroll down to the bottom, ah, eh, not that long. Oh yeah, well I was, you know, I, I guess the record on this phone starts, you know, basically from it has to start after December 23rd because I didn't have a phone before then. So the first one is on January 9th, and. Uh, a couple of things were Kid Cuddy's on TED, um, Artist Speaks, I don't know what I meant by that, um, MLK Rest Stop, must have been talking about the Martin Luther King Library, but basically 
that was one of the things I did during the day, or I started, one of the habits I started uh, for during the day or at the end of the day or just at some point so that I remembered the most interesting things that happened that day. Um, is that actually a good way to spend your time? I don't know, but for me, maybe it's helped with a couple meals, maybe not. Uh, I still like doing it. But today, I mean, yeah, today's the first day I realized that could be the uh, what I was looking for. That could be, those could be the topics that I speak on for the podcast that day if I have no specific topic, right? If I have nothing that, if, if the guest isn't willing to share anything about their lives and there's nothing really on my mind about um, a larger topic that I, I want to tell that guest specifically, because that's how it is for me. I mean, if I, I, I might not say anything about fixies until I have a guest who's really into fixies, and then I, I might go really, really deep into that topic because we have some common ground and I know they'll enjoy hearing that type of um, content. But if, if there's nothing like that, maybe we've covered all the ground or, you know, I'm tired or the guest is tired or something along those lines. Just speaking about what happened during my day, I think is a, um, it could be a very interesting conversation, um, even though it might seem at first that I don't know. It's just, it's just a low-hanging fruit. It's just something to, to do if you can't think of anything significant to say. Because I think in a good conversation, you can turn anything that that's boring into something significant. And um, for me, I know for these topics, I wrote them down for a reason. There's something that excited me about them or that was worth speaking about. Um, so... Maybe that'll be the case. Anyhow, enough with that. Let me attempt to do that in real time right now. So the first is book outlines. <laughs> so book outlines with a question mark. So I met a writer a couple of days ago, and one of the things I had been thinking about, at least for a month now, is writing a book. I don't, I'm pretty sure I do not have the discipline to write a book. Honestly, I don't even have the discipline to read a book right now. And I don't know, I don't know if they're correlated, but I just, I feel that that's more of a long-term goal as opposed to uh, like making a song, which is now just, it's not even a full day process because I just go in the closet, you know, write, write the lyrics, writing the lyrics might take a while, but once it's written, I mean, it's really like five to 15 minutes to make it and then it's editing after that which if I make it correctly I don't even have to edit that well so anyhow I've been thinking about writing a book I met this writer and today I finally thought you know maybe what I could do is just write outlines I used to love writing outlines I still love writing lists but I don't even know if I have enough material to speak on like I don't know what I would want to talk about in a book. I think what I wanted to talk about when I originally thought about writing a book were the things that I now cover in other creative outlets of my life, like in Elmwood Recipes and in the podcast, but especially in the podcast, um, because I wanted to tell stories. So um, it could be a much better format. Maybe not, maybe so. I'm sure there are, there's a different audience for um, reading books about this and that. And one thing that I thought besides writing something that was biographical was writing like a children's book so that I could put the comics 
in some type of a context for kids. Um, I mean, shout out Dr. Seuss, right? I'm not sure if there's any space left in that uh, market, but I know back when I was doing undergraduate research, I was a part of this, they call them ERCs, Engineering Research Centers, and it's where there's a, there's a it's a government-funded program where they have a group of universities as well as a group of industry partners who are all working to create, to bring into reality some technology that um, is already, it's already known that it's possible, but um, they need the universities and the, uh, and the industry partners to just really try to crunch it out and uh, make a viable product according to whatever the government standards are, I guess. I'm not sure about all that, but I was a part of an engineering research center, and there was this young woman that I met. She was, I don't know exactly her role, but she was an administrator, let's say, for the research center. And one of the things that I remember about her, well, there were two things. One of them's not really about her, but the first is that my professor did not like her. <laughs> um, I guess he didn't take her seriously because she wasn't uh, she had a degree in physics I believe but her job was, it didn't involve any physics it was just you know managing people which is still very important but for whatever reason he hated on her and the second thing was that she was very focused on outreach and I originally when I started working in the in the lab that was that had a grant from that connected us to this engineering research center I was actually the outreach coordinator. So this was my sophomore year of college, and uh, I would just design experiments given. They, they gave us some bag of toys, and we would design not experiments, but demonstrations that we could do in front of um, different age groups so that we could encourage them to keep pursuing a STEM discipline as they got older. So, I mean, did the experiments themselves, were, were they really the most effective part of our outreach? In my opinion, no. The best part was the question and answer part, or just hanging out with these students and figuring out um, what their dreams were and how they got to that point, and sometimes giving them advice for how to move forward. Um, anyhow, this woman who worked for the Engineering Research Center in Tucson, Arizona, I, I forgot which one's the University of Arizona, which one's Arizona State, but one of those two, she showed me something that really got me thinking in the direction of writing kind of a children's book. And that was that she, on her own, right, not funded by the original grant, I think she wrote her own whatever to get this money to do this, but she wrote this story about Optical Fiber Girl or something like that where she told me on one meeting, yeah, I'm thinking about doing this, but... It's rough getting support for these types of things. And then I, I kind of saw from the outside, meeting for meeting, we would meet up every six months or so, the progress. And at one point, you know, she had all of the story down, but she didn't, the, the artist wasn't responding to her email, so she was thinking about changing that. At another point, funding was a problem. And the last time I saw her, she finally had the completed comic book. And it was actually pretty nice. I had a bit of a conversation with her about how she made certain design decisions. I guess maybe the artist would be the better person to ask, but 
I was thinking, wow, out of all of the... There, there really is some need for this. I mean, she was really emphasizing to me that it really, it's, it's, it's hard to wrap your head around it when you're already an undergraduate or you're already, you've already had a paid internship and you're in the, you're in the bubble, basically, um, of engineering or of science. And all you can think about are all of the opportunities, all of the opportunities that lie ahead for you. But on the early end, myself and a lot of people, it's really easy for us to forget how difficult it was to do whatever we had to do to get into STEM instead of X, Y, or Z, whether it be um, just something that kids would want to do like sports or dancing or um, something that a lot of intellectuals in the United States look forward to, um, like being a doctor or a lawyer. Although, I mean, doctors should be considered STEM, but I think it's, you know, it, the details are really where uh, things break apart because ultimately they're kind of operating on a higher higher level of um, abstraction. They're not really, they don't really have to know the, the details necessarily. Okay, maybe, okay. The truth is I don't know about doctors. <laughs> I don't know. But the point is they... Uh, you know, it can it can be hard to see how difficult it really is on the in the early days. So now, when I think about what drove me to want to make stick figures, well, on one hand, XKCD, right? On another hand, I like um, Adult Swim cartoons. I think that you can do. It's really fun to do adult type, um, give adult messages in the cartoon format. Um, PhD comics, right? giving explanations of science. I mean, that one's spot on what maybe I would have been interested in had I <laughs> had I not had other experiences. So, I'm thinking maybe it is worth it. I, I mean, I, I'm probably oversimplifying this, but making a book where there are pictures and explanations and fun little analogies and poetry for kids... I think that would be up my alley more than, you know, Elmwood Recipes type stuff. Oh, this is how it is, you know, to be me. I don't know if that story... I think I'm, I might be finished telling that story, actually, with the exception of this podcast. Um, but but there's, there's always going to be, you know, at least for the next few years, a need for people to just explain their excitement behind science. And what I could offer is that I'm the only, I'm sure this is grammatically correct, I'm the only me explaining this stuff about science. So um, perhaps even if I tackled the same problem as a lot of other people, um, the fact that I am who I am and, uh, you know, I would choose different analogies, I would... I know certain things about subcultures that other people don't know about, like skateboarding, cycling, hip-hop, ba-da-da, zoo-zoo-zoo, la-la-la, whatever. Um, there's a chance that even if I did the same thing, it would be unique and that it would be fun and perhaps it would help other people and make me that guap, guala, guap, 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 guala, hey, hey. Yada-da-me. So, yeah, so... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe I'll approach 
this guy, well, actually, more importantly, I'll just approach Amazon Publishing myself and start to go down that rabbit hole to see what it takes to do this and that. I mean, if I wanted to make something that was, if it's a children's book, I mean, what, 20 pages where the majority of what was going on were uh, pictures and poetry um, that kind of gave children a gave children a feel of what it is like to do science rather than just a set of facts. I feel very qualified to do that, and I think I might even be excited to do that. So, um, that's the first thing that was on my list. Book outlines. Maybe I should um, start making an outline for that. Oh, and then right below it's Might Help Podcast. <laughs> The next thing is C name. So I am currently in the process of getting my domain transferred over to my GitHub pages uh, website just because the original website that I had was WordPress. And I, again, I'm in the middle of this, so I might butcher this explanation. But the original website that I had was WordPress, and I had a domain attached to it, but the only thing was I don't give a fuck about WordPress. So I just wanted to, what I want for a website is just something that links to all of my, the, the, the way that I normally share my content, just links to that. And I know that might seem silly, you know, especially for the comics. Maybe it would be nice to have a unique kind of way that you can scroll through certain pictures and get explanations and you can, or maybe that's something you could pay extra to get an explanation. <laughs> that's probably what I should do. But um, instead, I'd, I'd rather just have a link to Instagram. Just have a place where people can go that just has links to wherever, where, whatever my stuff is. Here's a link to my Google Drive thing if you want to listen to my music or read the lyrics or whatever. Here's a link to my Etsy page. Here's a link to my Instagram. Here's a link to Little B, you know, certain references, links to Wikipedia even. Um, here's what a whatever is, right? Some scientific science concept um so i ended up making that with github pages i'm a member of dg well i'm probably not a member but i sneak into their meetings on a fairly regular basis at uh, uh de Anza community college and um i went through their whole the last quarter i went through their whole program for web design and by whole program i mean i went like five days and stopped and then at the end, I just gave a presentation about why I appreciate being a part of the club and what I hope to do with a website when I am finally finished with a website. And someone just brought up, hey, you know you cannot do that with GitHub pages, right? And I don't know what the fuck GitHub, I didn't know what GitHub was, but to me, that's the biggest benefit of being in the club is that there's common knowledge amongst the average computer science student that... Uh, would be, you know, just a little bit of a pain to find out on my own. So um, they're they're not professors, but they definitely teach me a lot, and uh, I appreciate that they're willing to put up with my <laughs> whatever my endless questions. Anyhow, C name is one of the ways that you. Um, so so I, I I forgot which one is which, which one's the domain and which one's the subdomain. But I believe the www is the subdomain, and the just chefofx.com is the apex domain 
if that's the right word. But I had set up the Apex domain, but it turned out I didn't set up the subdomain correctly. So I just kind of stumbled upon that, and I did all the work for that, and it turned out it was only, you know, 10 minutes to do that. I still have to wait maybe a day or 30 minutes or whatever sometime to see if it actually worked out, but um, that was one of the things that I put on the list for today. <laughs> C name, got it. So uh, the next thing, podcast edits, that's just what I already spoke about twice at the beginning, figuring out how to um, get the sound right when I'm outside. Um, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I think that had to do with posting a podcast. So I post on Sundays. That might increase, but definitely it'll be once a week. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I Oh, I edited the basic information. Yeah, I edited the basic information for the podcast, so look out for that. Other things are um, how water falls. So I went by this waterfall. It wasn't, well, not a real waterfall, fountain on uh, the San Jose State campus today. I was really, really stressed, and I was blasting music as usual, destroying my eardrums, and I decided, let me just listen to regular life. Maybe that will calm me down. And as soon as I did, I noticed that I heard a fountain in the distance. So I navigated my way to the fountain and uh, just kind of sat there for a while looking at the design of the fountain. And then something weird happened. I started thinking more about just the water and the flow of water, uh, more so than the actual design of the fountain. Because for whatever reason, this fountain had um, basically four... It was, it was cylindrical overall, and it had four notches on the top that uh, weren't evenly distributing the water or the water wasn't evenly distributed between the four so on some sides the water would just shoot out pretty smoothly and then on other sides it would dribble around and it sounds pretty boring to the non-observant I guess but what was interesting about it is I don't know just thinking about um, fluid dynamics how much work it really takes to understand water and although how many factors go into design first of all designing the fountain which I'm sure I'm not too sure but I'm somewhat sure um, are less design constraints than the next the next is figuring out a useful design for fluids in general that's actually like helps out engineering design it still baffles me that I mean I don't know if this is universally true but I know in some cases wind tunnels are completely replaced with softwares or software how are you supposed to say it I don't know so anyhow the sound of water and um, thinking about how water falls were two other things that are on that list for today oh and then another one is church shoes I saw these kids before I got on the train there were a couple of kids who uh, were with their parents and where I live is pretty close to a really big church I don't know if it qualifies as a mega church but I assume they were coming from this church one of the two around where I live and I saw the kids dressed up 
and for some reason it made me feel creepy. And I don't know exactly where this came from, but I'm trying to brainstorm where, what? I mean, there were a lot of different things in my past that might have made it feel creepy, but which one was it? I didn't know, but the feeling was real. The, the feeling that, the first thought was poor kids. Poor kids. And that's in two ways. One, the possibility of them not wanting to go to church and being forced, right? For me, I was lucky. I, I don't, I think I was forced at some point, but in general, I was not forced to go to church. I could just say no and there were no questions asked. The second is if they wanted to go to church. I mean, it's kind of twisted to me that maybe it's more understandable that kids would want to go to church, that kids would want to engage in religious behavior that to me doesn't make as much sense once you learn certain things about the world I mean in a way I mean I don't mean I don't mean this is a direct diss but it is kind of childish um, story time basically and, and keep in mind I, I'm a huge fan of stories right I'd like to get better at telling stories but it seems that it Again, I'm not directly trying to diss, but it seems that it's fantasy without the acknowledgement that it's fantasy. Like, if you want fantasy, just go for real fantasy. It doesn't take away from the story for you to say this is not true, right? But, uh, anyhow, I just thought it's, uh, it's just the third thing that I thought of was being in Alabama and the standard of... Um, going to church. I didn't see you at church this week. Yeah, well, I'm. you won't ever see me at church. <laughs> Unless it's, I have to go for, like, some type of an award ceremony. You won't see me there. And um, no one would ever make that comment in California. Well, people would, but it's just not the norm. Because you don't expect that everyone is even the same religion or religious at all. But that is the case down there. And when I see... I, I, I just feel that... I'm going to play identity politics. As a black man. That it, religion is really... It's such a twisted story. Because on one hand... The church has been a place where... Historically... Black people congregated for more than religion. It was for community in general. It was even for political activism. But the ideas are undeniably bad to me. And I just feel sad that it's such a... One of the, one of the few things in black culture, it seems, that's positive is to me something that's negative, just as a critical thinker. I wish that I wish that being religious was not the only thing that was that, that, it, it, that they didn't that it didn't have a monopoly on in popular culture, right? In reality, it doesn't. But it didn't have a, a monopoly in moral behavior. People truly believe that being religious 
is the ultimate way to display your care for morality. And I strongly disagree. Just look at moral philosophy. As soon as you... I, I just feel like if you're growing up in the world, as soon as you encounter moral philosophy, you should discard that. But that's not the way our society works. And these kids, I mean... Like I said, maybe they wanted to, whether or not they have the ability to make that type of decision at, you know, age, I don't know what they, I'm terrible at guessing ages, but age, uh, early middle school, whatever sixth grade or fifth grade is, at that age, if I don't know, I don't know if they're capable of making that decision. It seems that the answer is no, but it's almost like I'm, I'm a little, I have no right to be. Right, I have no grounds to be. I, I, am not a parent. Hopefully, I won't ever be a parent. Am I right? But I feel, I feel a little angry. At the, I felt a little angry at the parents. That I just, I, I know this might not be true, but I feel like that they're they're playing a really sick trick on their kids. Um. Anyhow, I don't. I didn't mean to get dark, but that was church shoes. Was uh one of the last things on the list and then I uh, no second to last I think the last thing was oh it was just a list before I started the real list podcast dishes for days website cartoon star dishes for days online right now check it out at if my subdomain worked out if I use the correct C name procedure at www.chefofx.com I'm finally online officially it's just a GitHub page with links, but it is what it is, and it's everything that I think I need at this point, so um, it's mainly a, a place where I explain stuff and try to put things in context by just giving you a brief paragraph. This is what I meant by Chef of X Comics. This is what I'm trying to achieve. Okay, now click the link if you want to get into the, the real dirty whatever, and I also, I believe I put a link up on my um, Instagram as well, and that has probably my, the most followers, right? Um, two ninety nine, I think, as of the last time I checked, which is huge for me, because my likes are still in the range of like ten. So, um, that means that I, I assume that that means that the majority of the people don't know me, which is uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Is it cool? So, on that note, that's my attempt at a solo podcast. Um, thank you so much. I'm gonna thank you so much for listening. I'm gonna get off my. Soapbox. Cleaner than soapbox. <laughs> and uh, I hope you have a great night, great day, whatever. Whatever you're doing, keep cooking. I'm a real tigger, I got triggers. Dip her in honey, I will lick her like Pooh Bear. I'm too rare, you care bears, your crew scared. Tape here when the fam's near. Cheap shit, that's out. Weekends in the kitchen, off the deep end, but I'm living. Ooh! The Chef of X Podcast. Mmm, delicious.